You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. One South Africa leader, Musi Maimani, has announced that he will be gunning to be president after the 2024 general elections. Maimani has promised to introduce far-reaching changes in social policy to improve the lives of ordinary South Africans. At the launch of the party's election campaign in Tswane over the weekend, Maimani says to fight crime, 120,000 police officers will be added to the force. Specialized courts will also be established to fight corruption. Bold One South Africa leader, Musi Maimani, now joins us on the line. A very good morning to you, sir, and welcome. Good morning and good morning to fellow South Africans. Now, I mentioned a couple of the things you said over the weekend, but what is your vision for South Africa overall should you become the president of the country? I mean, it's expressed in our, in our naming, which says, let's build one South Africa. Let's mm. make sure that the circumstances of the people in this country are not determined by where they come from. And let's build a South Africa where all of us can prosper together black, white, Indian, and colored. So to achieve that, we want to break down issues such as even when you look at our economy in that many people cannot find work and we have uh, pledged to introduce a 200 billion rand spend even on infrastructure, particularly in the township economy, so that we can ensure that that sector of the economy is incentivized so jobs can be created and people can work closer to home. We have to change our education system, you know, because when we look at why education sits at the moment, the reality is if you live near a school that is not functioning well, your education system determines that you have to go to that school and invariably you end up with an inferior education. So we can't achieve a society upon which some kids by privilege of money and circumstance get a good education and others don't. So we've introduced a collaboration school model and we are looking forward to making sure that parents have vouchers to choose where their children can go to. These are some of the initiatives that focus not only on jobs, on education, but also on matters such as how do we keep the lights on so that our economy can grow and how do we ensure that a logistics process and a logistics company in this country that supersedes what Transnet has been doing and shows that our logistics work well so that we can trade internationally with ease. Let's talk about energy supply because the most common concern about scrapping coal is that replacing it with renewable energy would be too expensive, so says some. Where does Baza stand in this debate and, and the ongoing power issues that we have in South Africa? Should South Africa phase out coal completely? Well, the process of phasing out coal is going to be a long, long, long one because given the fact that even our current energy supply is 70% provided for by by coal. So the process of introducing renewables would take too long a time. And so what we've, what we've proposed is that, A, not only do you have to fix and stabilize coal, but as you phase it out, we have a model that we are seeing work in certain parts of the world, which is build, own, operate. So it doesn't have to come out of the South African fiscus that you have to fund the investment into new technology. We, we, we give out people the right to build, to own, to operate, and then to wheel that energy into the grid so that the state isn't financing the building of the process. It is merely leasing. And over a period of time, you can ensure that you stabilize. The last thing I would say is that we've seen the introduction of 
SMRs or who are safe nuclear uh, modular reactors, which are much smaller, you can build those over two to three years. And what you do is you introduce them to the grid so as to bring up the lev uh, base load so that you can stabilize the energy grid. So our stance is simply this. This, this requires a public-private partnership that the state doesn't have to finance all the building, but that uh, private actors can come in and, in fact, be able to build, own, and, as I've said, operate, and you can sell it back into the national grid. Another area where South Africans want to see a change is corruption. You mentioned that Boza will make sure that specialized corruption courts will investigate and prosecute corruption in the public and private sectors. What is wrong, then, with our current judicial system? Are they not adequate enough to deal with criminal prosecutions, you think? Well, the depth of the cases are such that uh, the volume uh, the current court system cannot cope with. The specialization of the investigation and presentation of evidence is poor. So naturally what happens is that people who have been found to be corrupt are still walking around freely. And Zondo Commission uh, and the recommendations that come from the Zondo Commission are an indicator of that, that we sit here today, no one has even been prosecuted for acts of corruption, at least not senior people. So we need a specialized corruption court, and we saw this model work extensively well in places like Brazil and many other parts of the world like that, where ultimately if you want to fight out corruption, you ensure that you, you accelerate the ability to prosecute so that those who are corrupt can end up in jail. And when you do that, you set the tone across the entire civil service and private sector that actually you are not going to put up with corruption. Now, you also said in your speech that you are tired of matric students in parliament and that we need fully qualified members in parliament in 2024 with no degree, no seat. Was this perhaps a swipe at uh, Mr. John Stiernason uh, of the De Democratic Alliance? And, and do you think that Parliament should introduce some kind of academic threshold that uh, potential members need to meet to become members of Parliament? It's not a swipe at anybody. It's it just designed in such a way that I want, to, I want to ask for young people to know that to be a member of Parliament isn't just a career, isn't just you are a legislator. You are somebody who is interacting with the lawmaking process of this country. And therefore, we have to ask better of ourselves. That's the first thing. The second thing is Parliament itself gives you the right to study when you come in. And they offer extensive bursaries. Therefore, members of Parliament must be in a process of development. I can appreciate that pre-1994, many people were not able to study. But post-1994, the opportunities are there. And what we are simply saying is that if we are going to produce laws that work, we're going to have parliamentarians who interact with budgets, long-term planning, etc., we need to up the capacity of parliament. There's no use professionalizing the civil service but failing to be able to, to professionalize the political leadership that comes into parliament. If you end up with that, you end up with debates that are in fact not serving the developmental agenda of the people of this country. It is urgent. It is something that we've got to do if we're going to make sure that we have a leadership that young people can not only look up to, but a leadership that can be able to execute against the, the plans that we put together as a country. Not being ages, but should Parliament also have a age threshold in terms of how old parliamentarians should be? 
this will stop it from being a pension uh, pensioner's house, of course. <laughs> uh, no, it's. I think without putting up a, a threshold on either end, whether how old, I mean, I think the Constitution prescribes that you have to be uh, voting age. But what I think is going to be crucial is that we need young, fresh leadership. That's why when BOSA, we went out and made the recruit of anyone who wants to send, stand for people in public service. We said to ourselves, there must be qualified, fresh people who don't only just come from politics, but people who serve their communities and people who are able to produce the requisite qualifications. So this is about freshening up the level of parliamentarians that go to parliament, because when we achieve that, we can ultimately, when you look at... Um, the leadership of many businesses, many lead, many uh, different sectors are already led by people who are young in their 40s, 50s, 60s. Africa has a median age of 23, and therefore it's a bit anomalous that when you look at the, the leadership that it is produces, people who are in their 70s. And, and I often say to them myself, in a world of the meta-universe, in a world of digital technology, I really want to urge that we find leadership that's able to interact and transition into that rather than people who should be looking after their grandchildren in many ways and, and would be freed up from the burden of having to deal with that. So one of the other issues you mentioned was that you want to fix Transnet, but shouldn't that be a target of all SOEs that needs to be fixed in South Africa? All of them require review. This is an urgent one because uh, just for one practical purposes, so right now today, if you are trying to import or export any goods for economic purposes, the speed at which the ports operate is at such a slow pace relative to what else is happening in the world that we are losing out on business that could be coming to South Africa right now. People are starting to explore using the coastline of Mozambique, Malawi, and others are already considering Namibia on the other end. So it indicates the fact that in South Africa we are becoming more and more uncompetitive, which means that we are losing business. So whilst I can appreciate that of all the other SOEs, there are many challenges within them, but let's not, this is an urgent priority if we are going to benefit from a weak currency as we sit at the moment in the sense that the rand against the dollar is trading um, at levels of 19, 20, uh, closer to 20 rand, which means that for the purposes of your exports, this would be absolutely vital that we are able to move goods outside so that South Africa can continue to have a, a much positive trade balance. So to me, it's an urgent, urgent intervention as much as ESCOM is and as much as um, making sure that all citizens can gain access to water. Because if we fail at those at least immediate three, we are going to have economic consequences that are dire. And as many people are starting to experience, the cost of goods is rising at a rate that they cannot keep up with it. And finally, do you think you have the necessary support to become the president of the country and confident of being the president? But is the party also ready to lead and govern South Africa? South Africans are desperate for change, and we have to bring about that change. And therefore, I'm confident that we've got a team of candidates that are exceptional, that come from communities that are competent. I'm confident that even the civil services, we sit here now, there are some exceptional civil servants, and then there are some who are deployed there for other purposes. We need to clean those out and build a state that is able to work. And so I'm very confident that come 2024, if all South Africans, particularly young people, register, they vote, we bring about the change that we need. South Africa 
should prosper and should be able to look after all of all of her citizens. And what sets you apart from other candidates gunning for the same position? Well, I can't speak for them, but all I can say is, given my own experience in that I've worked in sectors such as education, in, I've been involved in business to be able to create economic prosperity, I've worked in academia, and I've demonstrated the fact that whilst trusted with the resources of the people, we have not gone out and stolen anyone's money. It becomes then vital that we, are, we appoint leadership that works for the people. And for me, that's where I come from. I will work hard for this country, and we have committed with Poblan South Africa that ultimately we've got to show people that we are accountable to people and servants of the people. Mr. Maimani, I thank you so much for your time and all the best of luck. Much appreciated. Build one South Africa leader, Boza leader, Musi Maimani. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.